Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Bucky Dent. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Of course, we're talking Yankees and Red Sox, but it's really more than that. It's baseball and beyond with John Senecal, episode 120. We're joined today by producer. Usually he's in the producer chair. Now he's in the host chair, Matt Sorois. Yes, I think sir. We do this whenever the Yankees are doing great or doing horribly, and today it is the latter. Um, I, and I guess the best today, place... It's like the whole season it's well, been the latter. I know, but this is the first time, in my opinion, I still hold true to, like, Judge comes back, Stanton gets hot, they win 10 in a row, and they're in the mix. Having said that... Ladies and from... gentlemen, Aaron Boone is our guest today. On, uh... <laughs> but, but, I mean, Matt, since you're, you know, the celebratory guy here, you know, you're the, the, the guest host... For me, it's like the first time that I see Yankees sort of losing a little bit of hope. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, definitely. I, I mean, Aaron Boone said it this this week. He finally came out and said it that they stink, uh, quote unquote. He said we stink right now and uh, we're owning it. You know, and it, the thing for me too is obviously you know what you have with Aaron Judge, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. And imagine if he got injured like in April, this team would be 15 games under 500. Huh. You think it's yeah. that bad? You know, you know what bothers me too, though, Matt, about the uh, the whole Aaron Boone thing is, you know, he comes out, he finally says we stink, but it's like there's never any accountability. Like he's not like the old Yankees. It would almost be like, you know, it happened in the dugout, but like not singling anyone out. I know it's like a whole team thing, but it's like there are other, there, there's like legit like everybody stinks, but then there's people that are just not doing it. Like there's the DJ Lemayhews. There's I mean, the Donaldson who we know is just obviously he's gone now. Thank God. But you know, you know what I'm saying. There's no, there's no calling out of the individual. No, there's definitely not. And I, and you know, Anthony Rizzo really took um, some ownership of yeah, his, own, his own stink. But like, I mean, yeah, from top Anthony. to from top to bottom. Honestly, these guys look like they have no hope right now. Well, here, here's the deal. From a, from someone who doesn't give a crap, that would be me. 
Like, I don't necessarily cheer for their demise, but I would say my the person I blame the most is Cashman because he's the one who constructs the team. And the team is incredibly flawed. And, and even with Judge, as I've said 2,500 times, even with Judge, they're not – necessarily a contender for a World Series. But when it comes to Boone, I think it's safe to say that he doesn't he doesn't bring out the best in people. I mean, is it time to just say that? I mean, he hasn't won a World Series, so you can't, like, bank on that. And so, me, you know, I know the joke is if George was alive, they'd all be fired already. But, I mean, I don't want anyone to lose a job. But I, I, I think this is weird how – and I guess Hal Steinbrenner is super well-liked that he's really, you know, a kind gentleman and all this stuff, but – it's just weird that there's no hot CD kind of talk. There's it's just too old. It's just like it's just such an old guard. I mean, Cashman has been there forever. Randy Levine's been there forever. Like it's just the whole thing is old. Like the I don't I don't blame Boone at all. I I agree with you, Brian. I think it's all on Cashman. But then they go and re up him. But I mean, obviously you can get around that. But I think it's time to bring. I'm not going to say the young analytics, you know, stat rat goon in there. I'm just saying someone fresh, someone new, someone maybe with a player perspective. I'm not going to go out there and say Derek Jeter because he loves this Fox gig. I'm just saying something fresh, something new. I mean, but then again, it's not working so far with Sean Casey in the dugout either. So, but. I think it might be time for Cashman just to be, you know. I mean, obviously, I don't think they're going to fire him now, but after the season, I think it's time for him to roll. I don't even know if they're going to fire him after the season, John, honestly, because because they locked him in. And to me, Hal Steinbrenner, I hate the game like, oh, if George was still alive, this, this, this. But Hal is nothing like his father, and he's he's got no spine. It seems like he has no spine, and he just goes with the flow, goes along with everything. And it's almost like Brian Cashman is the one running this team. Yeah, no, no one, no one. I mean, you, like you said, Boone came out and said we stink, but has anybody else say we stink other than the fans and the and the, and us, the people talk about it? No. Okay, where but- where is that? Like you said, where is that fire? Where is any like anyone from the upper management saying, like, get it together? You know, we pay you guys thirty million dollars a year. You know, we just gave you a six-year contract, and you can't get out of the third inning without giving up six runs. Well, listen, look at the schedule, and I, I, I hate, sometimes don't like doing this, but I really think it's important to point out that the, the, the weekend of July 21st into the beginning of next week, KC into the Mets, those five games are going to make a massive difference in all these decisions, right? Because after that, you have Baltimore, Tampa, and Houston. And they could They're get just their... coming off getting beat by, you know who. So I mean, I, I think that Rockies on, and on, Angels. Honestly, but you know, I mean, it was listen. The, the Sox lost two or three to, to the A's, and we'll talk about them in a second. But if you have five games against the Mets and the Royals, you have to win at least three. For for, you just have to because you 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 you're going to be hoping for five hundred against Tampa, Houston, and Baltimore, right? Yeah, I mean, you would you think you'd have to win all of them, obviously, if you make any claw marks because Tampa's been playing like crap. But the way you're playing right now, exactly, you're hoping for 500. I told hoping. I told Brian this morning too, John. Uh, it seems like with the Yankees, once the opposing team scores three runs, I shut the TV off. I'm like, they're not going yeah. to like my grandfather. Score four. I'm like, they're not going to score never... four tonight because uh, that's that's just the narrative they've been playing. 
I've never changed so many Yankee games in my watching, I think, in like the last whatever, I, since I can remember and, and flipped it over and watched the Braves or the Orioles play somebody or the Dodgers. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. They're and, and, unwatchable. Yeah, and the They're thing is, unwatchable. it's true. It's not fun to watch as a fan either. But the thing is, too, looking at the August schedule after the Astros series, other than home, they're they're playing home against the Red Sox around like the 18th, and then and then they have the Nationals that week too. I think for three games, they're on the road like pretty much the whole month of August. So, yeah. Listen, I and the que- the question is, I mean, every year we assume, and we might as well get into it here, and then we'll get to the Red Sox. The the Yankees are buyers regardless, right? Because they don't ever want to send that message to their fan base. And I still think if they go into the say they have the exact same dynamic where they're less than you know three to five games over 500 at least eight games out of first and maybe even in last they're still gonna acquire some players and uh, you know i don't know what they'll give up but i i can't envision a scenario where they don't do that they're not they're right now it's four games out of the wild card right as we speak with four games out of the wild card and we're just like a little over a week until the trading deadline who do the Yankees have to give up that's major league roster ready? Think about that, right? That's, that, that's playable right now. You have the, the typical, the Oswaldos, the Cabreras. Those guys aren't doing anything. The only one that's doing anything is, is Glaber, right? And so if the Yankees are desperate, every other team's going to know it's time to hit them hard, and they're going to go for the big prospects in the minors. And the Yankees are not going to trade Jason Dominguez because they're going to hold Pat on him. So they're not going to be able to do anything. They're not going to be able to do anything. They're just, it, it's like, it's like a hopeless lost cause. I mean, as a Yankee fan, I'm looking at it and I hate to bang on them and bash on them, but the outlook is so bleak because if you are four games out of a wild card and you're playing like this, like you've been playing and you're only going with what ifs, what if judge comes back? What if DJ starts hitting again? What if Stanton starts hitting again? What if Verdon starts hitting again? What if Nestor Cortez comes back? Too many what ifs, mm-hmm. way too many what ifs with the Yankees right now. He's John Seneca. Go ahead. Yeah. It's what it is. It's too much. I mean, real quick, real quick too, Brian. um, It's crazy to me to think that maybe the best hitter on the Yankees payroll right now is Aaron Hicks. (laughs) Yes. It's so upsetting to think that like, and it's true. They're still paying him, and he's crushing it. I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick. Yeah. So we're driving in the car, and you know I've always said, you know, I call them chicks. We make fun of them. I say that's the most chick thing he's ever done. Oh, anyway, I, I, we've always said that. So we're driving in the car the other day, and my son says to me, he goes, he goes, you know what's going to happen is the Orioles are going to win the World Series, and Hicks is going to get a ring, and the Yankees are going to pay for it. He goes, that's going to be the most chicks thing he's ever done. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, really funny. John Senecal, Brian Shackman here, episode 120 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Matt Soroy's, of course, usually producer of the show. He's he's on with us today to talk. Uh, we're doing a little bit of, you know, Yankees. Uh, it just seems like the hope is waning. I'm not saying the hope is gaining on the Red Sox, but clearly it feels good, to be honest, to be ahead of the Yankees in the standings. And it's kind of amazing, you know, I, I, I want to have your opinion on this, and we haven't quite talked about it that explicitly, but I was talking with somebody about how having fewer games in the division, so going from 19 down to 13 or whatever, to look, basically it shows you how good the American League East is because they leave the division and they just beat, they beat people, 
and the other, the, the AL Central, by the opposite, they're used to beating crappy teams so much that they go outside the division and they struggle, right? And so this whole concept of lowering those games, I think has been a big advantage for teams like the Red Sox. Now, if you told me they'd be five above 500 going into August, I would have taken that. Now, I don't love the team, but I would have taken that. And I, I think at some point, if you're th- – it's not just that they're three games out of the wild card. It's that they 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 don't have anybody on top of them to get there, right? They're not behind the Angels, Yankees, and Mariners and three games out. They're three games out with only the three teams that are in it in front of them. And I think as long as they could keep that dynamic, uh, you have to be a little bit more optimistic that they'll make the playoffs. Do I think they're going to do anything in the playoffs? No, I don't. But I, I certainly feel a lot differently than I did you know, a month ago about this. Are they going to stand pat, though, or are they going to look and try to make some moves? I mean, it's just like, is it, is it a dis- discredit to the fan base if they don't do anything? I mean, I, I th- like you said, I think their their outlook right now is way better than the Yankees' outlook. Now, I think, is like we said, with Yankee fans, we can almost accept the fact that it's, it's almost a lost cause because they're just so bad and just not looking good. Where the Red Sox, they might actually have a chance – to get on a hot streak, get in a playoff run, and do something. I mean, do they do anything coming up on the trade deadline? Well, it's funny you say that because I am not a fan, a huge fan of Bloom, and I, th- I think that in the past I would have said do it. This is one year I, I would say don't, don't compromise much because I, I don't think they have the team and they've, they've overachieved to some degree and they're, they have so many holes. And, you know, I'm not ready to give up on Casas. I, you know, I still think that they have a bunch of guys on one-year deals who they wanted to maximize, and then they're going to rejigger the team again. Like, I actually would be okay. And maybe it's because I'm getting old and soft as a fan, but I'd be okay if they didn't make a huge move. I, I really would be. I could see them honestly moving on from Bobby Dahlbeck. Uh, I don't, do you trust Trevor's stories in the last the rest of the season? When he does come back, next, uh, th- probably next week or the next two weeks, he's probably coming back. Well, it's funny because you take a Trevor Story. I mean, that's the guy you probably couldn't necessarily trade for in the open market without giving something up. And it's, and we'll talk about the Orioles in a second. But I feel the same way about the Orioles. If they get John Means back and he's decent, mm. that's like they, they probably couldn't get a better picture pitcher on the open market unless you you know overpaid for you know someone like a, a Verlander or whatever. So I mean, I, I I actually think that Story could make a difference if he can come back and play decent baseball. And that makes it easier not to, not to make a move. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm looking at the Red Sox schedule going out, and they've got themselves a, a after Labor Day, they got themselves a busload of work, a busload of work. Other than the Yankees and the and the White Sox, and you know if the Yankees are playing better, they have got the Blue Jays, the Rangers, the Rays, and they finish against the O's with four. Oh, yeah, boy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. But the Yankees have a gauntlet in August, you know, but, what, boy, it is going to be a dogfight in the AL East. It well, tell me this, guys. What are your thoughts on the? So, we basically, you know, the Yankees, John thinks the Yankees might not even be able to trade for anything anyway. I personally think the Red Sox shouldn't because I don't think they're good enough to justify it. I mean, Matt, do you – what do you look at the overall market? I mean, do you look the, – the, would you actually be okay with the Yankees not being big buyers? I think they got to do something. Either they got to, like you said before, they're not the type of team to to fold up and and quit in August, you know, and, and start selling everybody off. Uh, so they are going to get somebody. It's just, you know, these next five games could be huge, especially heading into the Astros series at the beginning of August, like right after the trade deadline. And 
it, you know, obviously as a as a stupid Yankee fan, I'm I'm still kind of hopeful that maybe they go out and get Shohei Otani, but they're gonna have to give up literally their whole farm system for him, or, and possibly Anthony Volpe to boot. So I don't know if it's worth it. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm a believer too with prospects. Yes, they're prospects for a reason, but you know what Shohei Otani is right now, and if you're looking to win right now. Give up anything to get them and lock them in for uh, ten years. Obviously, you know you're going to be paying out the you know what for them for the next ten years. It's going to be five hundred five hundred million easy. We said give them. We were talking about the same thing, my son and I. We said give him a five year, three hundred and fifty million dollar contract, and then he'll be a free agent when he's thirty thirty five years old. That's actually you think they take. I mean, that's a big. That's a big. I mean, think about that. If you can make seventy million dollars a year and be mm. only hooked to him for five years, if you traded for him and did a sign and trade and say, "Listen, we're going to give you a five-year, three hundred fifty million dollar contract," and in five years you can go do whatever you need to do. You mean to tell me someone's not going to give him that money to DH in five years? Just DH. Hmm. I mean, he's he, the name alone is worth half that. Yeah. To a team. Does he want to come to New York? Some guys want to. Some guys just don't. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, who knows what he's saying? We talked about that. He can be telling us anything. <laughs> but to his translator. Hey, yeah, oh, let's, boy. Let's, let's I mean, talk. That would be something, though, man. Can you imagine you got him and Judge back? I mean, he's going to make any team better, and any team would want him. But I would love to see the O's do something crazy and get him. But then they're, they're going to have to get rid of Jackson Holiday, any sort of trade like that. You know, a tr- that's the other thing with the O's. The trading deadline almost would hurt them if they try to add because they got so much talent. They, mm. They're going to other teams are going to look at them and be like, "Oh, we want Jackson Holiday. We want him." But they could also trade like a Gunnar Henderson and say, "Hey, Jackson Holiday, come on, let's go play. You're Listen, our 19 year old." Yeah, uh, I I don't know. You wanted to chime in. We're talking with John Senecal and of course Matt Saroy's here on Fan Base a Deep Dive in the greatest rivalry in sports. Um, did you have Did you ever listen to the Nick Swisher interview, John? Yeah, I did. I did. And of course, a lot of energy. Um, I, I always loved Swish as a player. I mean, he was just, he was great. I love Matt's story about uh, seeing him at the stadium. Um, that was pretty cool. <laughs> he's a, he's a character. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully, you know, when he comes up and he holds true to that and, and comes in and talks to you guys, that, that, that'd be he awesome. Better. Yeah. August 11th, obviously home run derby X is, is going to be at, Duncan Park in Hartford, Connecticut, and I—I I, I mean, you don't get a chance to see this event like anywhere. I mean, there's not a lot of them, so I mean, we're, I think it's going to draw fans from like all over the Northeast. And yeah, I thought actually, that was cool because you and, and you get male and female too hitting in, in that, right? Yeah, and it's, it's just—it's just, it's, not just guys. And you can get people like you can come off the street and be a part of it. So yeah, they did. They're having tryouts for it, or they had tryouts. That should be cool. You get some random guy hitting tanks. <laughs> Are you gonna? You're not gonna go down there. <laughs> Neither one of you gonna give it a shot. I can't hit it out of the infield, so it's <laughs> after, not gonna after, happen. After watching, after watching J Rod and the home run derby, I feel like if I tried even half of them swings, my back <laughs> would be separated. The team needs that a guy just... like that, though. I actually, the one conversation that came up that I. Matt and I talked a lot about this. Like, that's the kind of guy that the Yankees need. I mean, I thought that guy they got the guy from was it the Pirates? I, I mean, he doesn't have that kind of personality, though, right? I mean, you thought maybe he did. They just need some, but they need some edge. They don't have edge. Yeah, they don't have that edge. They just don't, and it's not. I and mean, Volpe does. It doesn't have that character. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even know if Jason Dominguez has that character. And he's, you know, he's, he's struggling a little bit this year in the minors. Um, but who knows? I mean, they, you're right, though, Brian. They do not have that edge. They just don't, you know. If, if, you know, I hit home runs. They don't have a home run celebration. So, you know, like all the other teams got something, right? What do they got? Like the I best see- thing that's happened to the Yankees in the last two weeks is Donaldson went on the IL, hopefully, for the year. You guys are so <laughs> – you guys, I feel like the Yankees in general are a place where personality goes to die, but somehow Swisher was able to keep it. And I just think that that's kind of a singular achievement for him. And, and I guess he just, he just was able to do it. And I mean, I've not seen Matt fanboy it out. I mean, the only, I mean, unless some UFC or wrestlers come in, I, I don't think <laughs> there's anyone he'd be more excited I mean, to I, see. I, I love Nick Swisher as a player. I mean, when I saw him that day, and it was just unannounced. Uh, you know, we were all walking well, in. Tell the story for people who haven't seen Yeah, I mean, I, we were just all walking into Yankee Stadium, and, you know, he was there and just, you know, button-down shirt, uh, just getting ready for the game. You know, it was like a, a one thirty games. It was around 11.30, the gates open. And, yeah, he was just there greeting people, taking photos of people. And, I was, you know, you look at somebody like that and you're like, is that Nick Swisher right now? Like, what the hell is he doing out here? Shouldn't he be in the clubhouse putting the jersey on and getting his cleats on and getting out to the field shagging fly balls or getting in the batting cage? Like, what what's he doing? And, you know, I remember just going up to him and, and saying, man, I'm a big fan. And he was like, oh, he's like, thanks so much. Like, just the same energy. He is, like, exactly who – he looks like an axe off the field is how he is on the field and vice versa. It was just such a cool moment to see, like, you know, because you don't get that interaction like I told him. Like, even in the minor leagues sometimes, guys will just say, ah, I'm headed up to the majors, I'm going to big time and just walk yeah. away type of deal. And he was, like, out there like it was his choice. Uh, like, yeah, I got an extra 15, 20 minutes, so let me see what the fans are doing today. You know, it's funny because the – and I'll transition into the Orioles because we were talking to a frequent guest on my morning show on WTIC News Talk 1080 is David Lightman. I have him on every Friday, and he's, he's in D.C., and he's a big Orioles fan. And we talked about the trade deadline briefly, and he said that he, he doesn't want to see the team sort of chemistry break up. And it's like even though they're pros, these guys are all really young. A lot of them came up together, and they, it's not the same as Swisher at the front, but there's a sort of a – not a minor leaguey feel, but a more of a not jaded pro, mm. big money feel to the team. And, you know, I think I go back and forth on the Orioles about whether they should just go all in. And the more I I think of what you just said about about um, Otani, it's like do whatever you can to get the guy. I feel like you don't have many opportunities to be that close. And though, even though they're way ahead of schedule – I don't know what they would give up. You're not going to give up an Adley Rutschman or something, but like I think they, well, they should definitely have they definitely have the talent to give up, Brian. That's for sure. But could you imagine the Orioles if they added him to the puzzle for the just for the next? I mean, they they legit would jump right to the top as chance for the World Series. I would say it'd be them and the Braves and throw the Dodgers in the mix. I guess for some reason because well, you mean if they added Otani? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. No, but they don't even need they to would... do that in my opinion. Like I, I wasn't even talking about Otani. I'm just saying that. They should do some. They should go for it. They shouldn't. They shouldn't not go for it. Even cause, just because they're ahead of schedule. I mean, because they're way ahead of their schedule. They weren't expecting yeah. to contend like this this year. Yeah, I still think. Yeah, they need a, They need to add somebody. They need to add somebody to get over that hump. But yeah, oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> Oof. All right, boys. It's good to have you in, Matt. You should come on more often. It's just it's yeah. Just, it, I have to Down make for you, that. 
<laughs> our boy Joey Burgoyne come in earlier. Uh, I feel <laughs> bad. I, I tell you, I feel bad for you, but I don't feel that bad for you. I don't really like the Yankees this year, and I'm not a Yankee hater. So. I understand. I mean, it's good for Red Sox fans to step on the Yankees for for a little while, but you know, the I mean, it's not still a long season. We still got the second half, but you know, anything can still happen. We'll see. I, I don't have high hopes. But I'm gonna start pissing we'll you see. guys off. I, I I think it's I think they're years away. I think it's. I think we're looking at a worse than the '80s. I do. Mm. I, I. I mean, and I can't wait for you to prove me wrong because, like, I. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I just don't see. I don't even with Judge. I don't see it. So that well, Stanton contract kills him. It Stanton contract kills him. It's just. Ugh. Yeah, but you like can't it. And at the end of August, when you know he's got ten home runs in twelve games, and. You know, I still I still say it could happen, but I think it's the odds. We still have things that the, the lineup's not not dynamic enough. I mean, if he's if he's not if he's not hitting, what are they going to do? If he's or if he's hitting, they just pitch around him. You, know? you guys are sad. You, don't have, you guys are sad to listen you to. You got nothing <laughs> until you got Judge back. You got obviously you got nothing until you got Judge back, and just because he's running the bases in Colorado doesn't mean he's coming back and hitting thirty home runs down the rip. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm hopeful he's back by my birthday on September 4th. But that oh. that's what I'm looking at. And if that's the case, oh, you're done, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's happening. I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great to see him play again. But you know, like you said, that you know, the next five days, you know, if it, if they it, if you're out of it, and what's the what's the point of bringing him back that's and true. rushing him back? Yeah. You know, well, maybe that's they're telling us something by him not. Um, coming back so fast. Anyway, gotta go boys. Be well. Episode 120 of Fanbase. A deep dive into the greatest rivalry in Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.